Got that sports drop ready to go? Um, I just might. Hold on. Let me just put my mic in position here. Uh, I just sat down. Hold on. Let me open up everything. Dude. Why? What's going on with sports? Holy shit, man. Sports have been sporting sports like talk. fucking crazy all week. I heard about the Browns from my uh, colleagues. Everyone's like, oh, I just see all those points the fucking Browns oh, scored. That's football. Who all day. Fuck? Hey, I that's, don't give a shit. That's the NFL. That's irrelevant. Yeah. All right. What happened with your sports? Real sports, though. Shit went down, my friend. Play, play the full drop. I don't want that bullshit half-ass drop. This oh, is important all right. news. All right, all right, all right, here we go. Take me out to the sports game. Take me out with the sports. Buy me some sports talk. Jack. I don't care if I never sports talk. All right, happy? Yeah, I am. Well, I'm Good. not, but I- I'm happier about that intro. All right. So the Indians traded Francisco Lindor and Cookie Carlos Carrasco to the Mets for two, I mean, they're former top prospects, but now they're big league middle infielders. Both are actually shortstops, but uh, Jimenez played second base for him for parts of this year when he made his debut. And uh, two other prospects who are the Mets' ninth and tenth ranked prospects. One's a 20-year-old right-handed pitcher who MLB Pipeline rates as he's got a he's got elite borderline elite level fastball and curveball. He's overall an average above slightly above average player with an average changeup and an average overall uh, skill set. So I mean I assume as long as like he stays healthy, he could probably like be penciled in as like a number three, maybe a four in the rotation kind of guy, which, I mean, that's, that's all. We're dumping Carlos's, Carlos Carrasco's god-awful contract and finally getting rid of him, which I know, like, the sentimental fans will, like, love him and think he's great, but he's a terrible pitcher. He's fucking garbage, so it's an awesome deal. We got rid of him, so that's awesome. But, uh, we gave up Francisco fucking Lindor, which, that one hurts. Superstar player. Yeah. He's... They kept every media outlet, by the way, on like every fucking MLB related thing. It's calling him the face of the franchise. Everyone can fuck themselves. Jose fucking Ramirez is the face of the fucking Cleveland franchise. Fact. I agree. That Francisco Indian face, guy is tra- the face. Francisco Lindor, he was put into that role and he failed so colossally that uh, we finally just decided to stop trying to like renegotiate his contract and sign him to an extension. And we traded him one year before free agency so we could at least get some kind of return for him. Because he's going to get an insane amount of money and we can't. The Dolans are cheap cunts and they refuse to pay anyone. But, I mean, Jimenez was one of their top position player prospects before he made his debut last year. He's supposed to be a super stud at some point in time. So, I'm excited to see what he can do. Like, he's naturally a shortstop, but he did fill in at second base for him last year. Just because they have a, a plethora of middle infielders. The other guy that we got is Ahmed Rosario, who's, who's played like two and a half years in the big leagues. He was, when he got at the time of his call up, he was like their number one prospect. He was supposed to blossom into this future all star, perennial all star, like stud player, which never happened for him. He's a terrible hitter. And because he can't hit, it kind of affected his mental. Uh, game as well and he just keeps committing the dumbest of fucking errors all the time defensively. He things got so bad for him uh the year before last 
that they started putting him in the outfield just to like try to use him wherever they could without him fucking up too badly in the middle of the diamond. So I'm hoping just the change of scenery for him is going to like actually bring him into all that potential that he has. Because every time I play any franchise in MLB The Show with that guy in it, he always blossoms into an absolute monster player. And I know that's just bullshit baseball and that that game is a terrible barometer to base any like actual real life baseball prospects on. But that game loves the shit out of that player and they always make him an absolute stud. So hopefully that actually comes to fruition. Yeah, I agree. And then also the Buckeye game. I can't wait to hear our good buddies, the Render Eyes. Uh... <laughs> Rinder Bros. Buckeye Bartok. Buckeye Bartok. So, yeah. uh, recap of that national championship game that the Buckeyes played on Monday. How'd that go? I mean, we're going to have to tune into their podcast to hear their thoughts oh, on yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Probably okay. One would imagine or hope. Yeah. I would be a dynamite guest on that show, wouldn't I? I'm, you I'm would just, be. The I'm really guest. good at the sports conversation stuff. You're the guest of their dreams, I assume. They're just too shy to ask you. Oh yeah, I'm the I'm the sports guy over I mean, here. You can't nodding my you head. You can't shoot everything. for the stars all the time, you know. You yeah, ease right. into that shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah, that's some good sports news. I'm excited about all that sports. Yeah, baseball. Yeah. Sports talk. Two months away from spring training. <laughs> Whoa! So they're actually going to start on time this year, or what? Minor league season has been pushed back. Oh. Big league spring training is supposed to start on time. All right. We'll have to see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully it's not pushed back so you don't have to contemplate drinking yourself to death or something. I mean, I'm still contemplating that, but... But for better reasons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Church. All right. Do you have I'm anything to, to add this. to this uh, sports talk breakdown? I already did. I said I agree. That's true. You did agree with it. I did. Yeah. That's 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 what I added. It's a lot. Your, your expert really analysis there. Yep. Dave's right. That's in my expert opinion. I mean, that's my favorite opinion I'll ever hear. So yeah, I'll yeah. go with that. <laughs> You're gonna verify me as an expert now. I am. Yeah. Officially, you are Good. the expert. <laughs> with analysis like that, who could ever uh, question you? Exactly. Right. I mean, no one could. They'd be fools to. All right. So it sounds like you're on the hype train for sports right now. Yeah. All so aboard. speaking of trains, yeah, let's get this on the tracks. Welcome everyone to Giraffes Have Black Tongues Comics. I'm your host Dave. And I'm Donnie. This week we're talking about Spider-Man Noir, Twilight in Babylon, Chew, Volume 1, Taster's Choice, and Hulk and the Agents of Smash, Episode 10. Alright, so that's what we're doing today. Speaking of trains... Trains make the uh, the chew sound. They say chew chew, right? So let's uh, <laughs> let's 
<laughs> that was a great one. I stole that from a review, spoiler alert. Oh, man. <laughs> but <laughs> that's why I picked the review, just because I the thought, title said choo-choo. I thought you were trying to come up with some kind of like bird flu, COVID-19 type of uh, transition oh, there. that too. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities with between chew and real life, but I'll play an air horn though. Chew, volume one. This is from Image Comics. Who wrote this again? Was that that wasn't Kirkman, was it? No. All right, good. Well, what'd you think of it? Wait, why do you mean good? What do you mean by good? Because I I didn't think it was, and then I I'm right. That's why it's good. Okay. That it's a uh, yeah in my mind. So what do you think of Chew? I liked it. I had forgotten that this was a, another one of those comic books that War Rock took the time to write a song about. I had just completely forgotten about it because at the time I had no interest in like necessarily reading this book because it wasn't the best of his songs. Mm-hmm. But uh, I randomly found it on the uh, library's uh, collection when I was just browsing for something else last week. That's why I picked it. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad I checked it out finally. Pretty good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. Went down easy. It was not like painful to get through it all. Um, so I like that about it. A lot of a lot of new vocabulary I learned too, like cybopathic or sabo scrivener. Um, I think there was another one. Now I can't remember what. Uh, I think Spider Man had a, some other weird. Yeah, Spider Man also words. had a lot yeah. of. <laughs> yeah. A lot of uh, a lot new of weird vocabulary words. this week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've learned a lot of new words. I thought I knew all the words, but here, here we are. Cybopathic means uh, you are like uh, telepathic, but for stuff that you eat, which is what Chu has. Agent Chu. He works for the uh, FBI and then the FDA, and uh, it's it's C H U. So he's like Asian or something. And uh, but but the but the book is C H E U. So it's like a play on words because they're uh, homophones. Those two words. But yeah, I mean, it's good. I liked it. There, there's too much puking in this. So they're, they're, pretty much every character uh, pukes like projectile vomit all over the place in this book that you meet. At some point, they're going to throw up. Uh, because it, And one, um, the other character, I forget her name. Oh, Amelia, I wrote it down right here, she, uh, is the uh, Sabo Scrivener, which means she can describe food so good that it's like you're actually eating it. Uh, so she describes shitty food and everyone starts throwing up lots of throw up. If you like, I mean, if you're into throwing up like puke porn or something, yeah, this, this, is the book for you. this is the book for you. My God, for sure. I jerked off like it's seven times during this. Oh yeah. It's impossible to get through without you won't last five minutes reading this book. Exactly. <laughs> so, so they live in a world where bird flu has uh, infected a bunch of people, and the chicken is now illegal. 23 so million these... Americans died, 116 million worldwide. Whoa, that's a lot of people that got killed. And, you know, much like today, comparing that to coronavirus, there's like deniers and shit, too. So, I mean, they're pretty accurate about that. It's a very accurate portrayal of what would really happen if that, would, if that were to go down. But yeah, it's like kind of weird, though. It's like chicken is illegal. So they, they need to find like these underground chicken dealers and like who just dress like drug dealers. I guess if you, de- if you deal anything, you got to dress that way. They, they also use, they also do use like some like tofu chicken flavored substitute. Like uh, Tony's brother 
Chow Chew is a host of a uh, cooking, uh, like a food network type of show. And one day he just like kind of breaks down and loses his shit about having to use this chicken flavoring substitute for his uh, whatever the dish is that he was making that day. And he goes on this rant about what bullshit the bird flu. Uh, 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 what is hoax. it called? Yeah, hoax is. And he, he goes on a tirade and he gets fired for, or he's suspended for eight months. We don't know if he's officially fired or not. But then he's constantly going to these uh, black market chicken restaurants to just taste the sweet, sweet bird again. Yeah, but the one place they were going to, the chicken was made of people, which is kind of interesting. Like, how do you make people taste like chicken? Well, no, no, it was, like it was chicken soup, but they also tossed in chunks of human to skim the actual chicken that they were using in it. Oh, wait, to, to skim the chicken? What do you mean? So skim instead the chicken. of using like a, whatever the portion requirements are of chicken yeah. for this chicken soup, he would throw in like human filet to just kind of like steal and pocket and take home whatever extra chicken that he wasn't using in the dish. All right. So, well, wouldn't it just be easier to get some like beef? Yeah, I mean, there's infinite numbers of uh, <laughs> yeah. meat that you can use as opposed to human, which is yeah. Like, I don't know why this guy has to like go out and be a serial killer yeah. and then like that's what we're going to really uh, comprehend. Yeah, but you don't have to use human meat to cut the chicken. Just. I, th- I feel like, yeah, like any meat will do. It's like, it's not like people are also white meat. So there's not like that. Just get like a crow or something. <laughs> there's a lot of easier ways. But yeah, the uh, agent Chu, though, he he eats the soup and he just sees like, uh, he, so he eats food and he sees like what happened to it. Um, like if um, he eats an apple, if they use this example like three times in this. If he eats an apple, no, he'll they see all the pesticides it every single time. Well, they changed with like the orange fruit. and banana or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that was <laughs> so, awesome. But it was like the same paragraph. Yeah, it's a real, real Kirkman esque though. Copy pasting, just changing one word. And then if he eats like a hamburger, he sees like the cow getting murdered and stuff uh, to turned in to get turned into the burger. But he can only eat beets because for some reason beets don't have this issue for him. But anyway, bears, uh, beets, Battlestar Galactica. He would be keeping Dwight Schrute in uh, business. They were in the same world. Yeah, they they'd be good friends. But yeah, he like eats the soup, and then he sees like all the memories of all the murder victims, and like that's how he's solving crimes and stuff. And then if he needs more information, like he gets the serial killer, and the serial killer's like, "Oh, you know, you're not taking me alive. I'm not telling you shit," and like kills himself. And then he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna find out." And then he like starts eating the corpse of the dude who just killed himself. They eat things to get information. So very, very weird. Very gross. This guy, reading this book, it is kind of like, you know, it's kind of like losing my appetite. It's like, oh man. So we got him eating like rancid uh, old things to see where they've been. His food critic, his finger got chopped off and placed into like this, somehow in an order of uh, ground beef at this uh, hamburger restaurant called uh, McBurger. Um. And they go to his apartment and his dog had been dead for like two weeks. And so as part of the uh, the police investigation, they bag up anything with meat in it and they vacuum seal it and put it in the evidence lockers so that Chu or his partner Savoy 
We'll go in there because they both have the same power. They're two of the only three people alive that have this power. And one of them will have to eat it. So Chu has to eat this fucking rotten, dead fucking dog corpse. Yeah. That was the part that grossed me out. Oh, yeah. It was gross. Just to like see the visitors that this dude got in his apartment from by eating the dog. Ugh. Like, if it's so easy that, because later on, there's this big shootout in a warehouse, and uh, they're, they're trying to get the code to this vault, and the last guy who's alive is like, fuck you, I'm not going to tell you. And so mm-hmm. then instead of like killing him, they just like punch him in the nose, and he starts bleeding a little bit, and they like lick, he licks up the blood, and that is enough to give him the code. So if it's that simple of just like licking someone's blood, I don't know why the fuck you would be eating the flesh. Like just take a bite, drain some of the blood. The guy just like the the guy at the very beginning slit his own throat. You could easily soak up a lot of that blood without having to like yeah. eat fucking body parts. Yeah, you don't have to like chew into it and stuff. That's gross. No, Tony's going about this all wrong, I feel. Yeah. Like yeah, he's making be an it grosser way, and harder on himself than it needs to be. I agree. I mean, I think that is all my notes. I mean, it t- it turns out at the end the uh, the other guy uh, Savoy, Savoy he's gonna be the villain for this book apparently because it turns out he's the one who killed the dude who um, had his finger chopped off. Evan so Pepper. That's a uh, right. So that it, I mean, I kind of like that setup. I think that. It's making it once you once you get to that setup, I think it's going to get more interesting. It, it, yeah, it's good. I would recommend it. Uh, so another note I have about that McBurger place, the N on the sign outside is uh, out. So it just says, come die with us instead of dine I like that. Oh, nice. Um, One point in time. One of the guys says, I'll be jiggered because I think that should be our title. I'll be jiggered because it sounds very similar to that one slur that you love to use all the time when we're recording these episodes and you're constantly having to cut out. Damn it. I think you can figure out which one I'm talking about, right? Yes. Your favorite, your favorite slur that you use constantly. I'm always telling you how uncomfortable (laughs) it makes me that you fuse it so much. You're usually shouting it. Only Anytime when you I'm, watch only the when news, I'm not you always use it. Yeah. <laughs> you and your buddy, the, yep. those fellow Trump supporters of yours. Oh, why would I? Why would I be shouting that when they're on the news, though? Those uh. No, you you shout it at, at what you call their enemies. Oh yeah. Hey hey, how was right, it? The how other was writers. it at the? Uh, how was it at the uh, White House this past week? <laughs> how, how was your trip? I would definitely. <laughs> I definitely was not there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, someone someone posted this video on Instagram today of uh, just yeah. the people who were there getting arrested and like their reactions to them oh, being yeah. lo- learning that they're on the no fly list now. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so funny. Oh man, that is funny. <laughs> yeah, I like how they did that. Like, man, they really came back at these guys. Damn. Uh, did you see that uh, the one guy? I don't know if it's actually the guy from Iced Earth or if he just looks exactly like him, but everyone on the internet was saying it's the guy from Iced Earth. So there was this yeah. uh, thing of memes of about like heavy metal singing memes and like they kept comparing him to Corpse Grinder and they would keep using like pictures of Corpse Grinder with like his kids and his wife 
compared to like yeah. this guy at the Trump rally. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, okay. I I'm just looking at these memes. I like that they they have flat Earth um, instead of iced Earth, but but in the iced Earth font. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Whoa. <laughs> This is great. I, like, is it really him? It's gotta be. I don't I don't follow Ice Earth, so I have no idea if that's actually that guy I'm, or not. If I'm not sure. I don't I don't really keep up with them either. I'm not I'm not super familiar with Ice Earth. It's funny though. Oh yeah, but back to the story. I do like you were saying, I do like the setup for like future articles because at the very end of this, Tony eats the takes a bite of that dog. Cause he could, he got a flash of like someone else in the apartment from one of the, uh, assassins blood earlier on. And like, he thinks he saw Savoy, but he isn't sure. So he has to eat a bite out of that fucking disgusting dog and he does. And then yeah. he's trying to arrest Savoy and then like they can do this big brawl and Savoy bites his ear off and he, he threatens Tony like, I'm taking your ear with me. If I ever get a single like hint or a, vo- or a whiff. Of you like thinking you're gonna come back after me to like reopen this case and come for me, I'm gonna kill your entire fucking family and everyone you've ever loved. Great threat, and like I love that yeah. he has like a piece of him now so he can eat it at any point in time to like check. Well, that's I, I was kind of I thought that was kind of weird about that. It's wouldn't wouldn't he only be able to see what happened up until that point of the ear, right? They they're very or, loose so, with so, the, the rule, like they are. Yeah, it's like why would you know what he does after the ear is gone? Throughout this, they keep saying that he's you. You could see everything that leads up to like when it's being served to you, but mm-hmm. magically, like all throughout it, Tony is like, finding the exact moment in time that he needs to for all of this information to like uh, solve all these cases. So I don't really know like how exactly this works. I mean, it is like comic book nonsense, but it's fun nonsense, though, I guess. Yeah. Do you have any other notes about this? That's all I have. I'm also very curious to see Amelia, like, she leaves before the very last issue. And there was this guy who was trying to, like, give her this, like, magic fruit that he thinks he found, but he isn't sure what it is. And, like, they just show, like, she leaves her job. And she says, maybe I'll be back in six months, maybe never. And she goes on this plane ride with him, and we don't know, like, where they're heading. But this is right after Tony Chu, like, falls in love with her. And uh, I'm very interested to see what happens there with her. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You ready for reviews? I'm ready for those. All right. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! So the first one is two stars, and the title is Chu. My first try at this new comic. I didn't think too much about it. Not much depth to the story, just average artwork, nothing special. Already donated to Goodwill. All right. This guy didn't like it. I like that he donated it to Goodwill, though. Yeah. And then another one is two stars. Beautifully drawn, boring, right-wing garbage. (laughs) So do you think this is boring right-wing garbage? Um, I don't know my wings. What is the right wing? Uh, uh, is that like your Republican, kind of people? Donald Trump. <laughs> it's Republicans. Oh, okay. So wait, what about this was Republican I don't know. Trump-esque? 
I really don't know. That's that's why I brought this I mean, one in. It's very Asian bizarre. Lead. That's that's super non Republican. They whitewash the shit out of everyone, right? Because they're racist, right? Well, Your people. Yeah, they they have for, forced diversity. Is what is this book? Oh, <laughs> so that's why it's right wing. That so seems like no. That that would be why it would be more left wing. Forced diversity is what what Democrat people do. Um, right wing would be like if they were only white people except for like the bad guys i guess i i don't know sure i don't know the difference okay i don't yeah i don't follow but yeah we'll go with that two right wings. All, right. all right one more review three stars um i just want to read the title open up here comes the choo-choo great title great title but the rest is too long and it's nonsense read it all this guy's on fire i, I didn't i didn't don't take it change I didn't him. Take he's it. on fire <laughs> I, I didn't screenshot He's it. Got I, just, me hooked. I just had that one part. <laughs> All right. Speaking of. Uh, okay. Speaking of detectives, we had Spider-Man Noir, who was also a detective. He was a detective, right? Or is he still a reporter? It seemed more like he was a detective. I think he's a PI. Okay. So yeah, detective, not close actual, enough. Yeah. Cause he didn't actually work for the cops. Right, yeah. Um, All right, this is Spider-Man Noir, Twilight in Babylon, which is from uh, 2020. What do you think of this one? I hated it. Okay, why? I really hate that jargon that they keep using all throughout this. Like, (laughs) goddamn. Yeah, the old-timey bullshit jargon. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Spider-Man fan in the world. I especially hate like all the fucking spin-off versions of Spider-Man. This one especially wasn't fun. Like, I don't know. I just hated <laughs> everything about this. Okay. I mean, I didn't totally hate it. I, I hated it less than I thought I would. But yeah, it wasn't that great. I liked old timey Electro. He was pretty cool. He was Electro like this was big awesome. muscly guy with the the handlebar mustache. He was great. Yeah. He looked like a circus strongman, only he had like a Ghostbusters proton pack that somehow gave him the electric <laughs> powers, which was weird. Yeah, it is weird. But he did have that awesome handlebar mustache. Yeah, that was excellent. I really liked that part. But we also had J. Jonah Jameson with his Hitler mustache. That was great, too. Very timely. I'm surprised Jonah would rock the Hitler mustache, considering it's like on the cusp of World War Two. Two's the Nazi one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe he's maybe he likes Hitler. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's on the Hitler side, I guess. Like, oh, this guy's he's so fashionable. He seems to have the right <laughs> idea. So I'll start rocking his mustache to show my support. Are you See, sure that right-wing comment wasn't about this book? Oh, yeah, that I'm seems, sure. That seems way more in character here. <laughs> it does, yeah. This is right-wing garbage. Oh, uh, some dude, like some spy, to help out Spider-Man when he was fighting Electro. Like, these spies just come in and they're just like, Hey, Electro, here, catch this this bag. And it was just a bag of TNT that blew him <laughs> up like a Looney Tunes. I like that part a lot. That was that was great. It's like, what the hell? And he was just fine, too. But Electro, like, I didn't yeah. have... Well, he Electro had, like, the had smoke it in his hand. He was him. completely fine. Spider-Man was right next to yeah. him, and so was uh, the lady, Homa. Or yeah. <laughs> all of them completely fine. 
Yeah, that TNT really didn't do anything. I thought like, oh shit, someone's people like are going to die from this version TNT. of TNT. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. But yeah, that was pretty fun. I think it's Huma is a she turns out to be a Nazi. There's there's like Nazis all around here, so it's right wing garbage. Then we have forced diversity with uh, Harry from Wakanda. I like these. I like these uh, buzzwords. A new word I learned is a uh, Byzantist or Byzantinist. Yeah, that was the one. Do you know what it it's means? It's an expert in the Byzantine Empire. That's, I looked it up on right. uh, yep. dictionary.com. <laughs> I didn't know what the Thanks, fuck it dictionary.com, for your sponsors this week's episode. Yeah. And then, then there, yeah, there was a bunch of other nonsense words, but I liked some of the insults that he says. He's like mooks. That's funny. He keeps using, yeah, that's the one I have noted. He keeps using mooks, which that one sounds like it's some kind of a racial slur. It does sound it's like not, a slur. It's not. It means someone who's like incompetent, but man, it sounds an awful lot like a slur. It really does. I agree. Wait, there's another thing too. Oh yeah, there there was like a I just I just took a screenshot of this because it was nonsense, but um he's talking about how all women are mysteries or whatever and he's like, "Oh, the mystery in the seat next to me smells like one of those little cookies that comes with the chocolate egg cream at the soda fountain." And it's like every part of that sentence is just nonsense. I don't I don't know what any part of I can't relate to any part of this metaphor you're giving me. Oh, I get what he's talking down. about. Chocolate egg cream. Oh shit. <laughs> so it's like a lot of that so you, you gotta like skim through it really fast oh and peter was narrating out loud like the max yeah where people are like catching him at the <laughs> and end mj like, keeps hey, walking peter, up to him you- when he's doing it <laughs> yeah he's like oh who what do you mean he's like oh nothing that was rhetorical <laughs> that was pretty funny yeah so like uh it first opens up at black cats uh like speakeasy club or whatever the fuck you call them and uh pete and jonah jameson jonah's the reporter in this one and pete even though it's clear as day he is spider-man he still gets to go with him which was a little bit confusing yeah but the two of them go and like because jonah's such good friends and he donates to the cop charity ball they let the two of them like walk through the uh club where every dead body is for like 10 minutes to just poke around and shit but they go in there, and before they go, Pete is just sitting there eating a hard-boiled egg, which was weird. The fuck? <laughs> like, his breath is going to stink yeah. so fucking fierce the rest of the day. Seriously. And like yeah, he's wearing, wearing that mask. He's breathing into a mask, so it's just going to be brutal on himself. Yeah. Now we all know what that's like and how fucking terrible all of our Dude, breaths are. That's, that's been the one thing. That's the only thing I hate about wearing my mask is my own awful fucking breath all the time is in there trapped with me. Yeah, I didn't think I had such terrible breath, but goddamn. I eat a lot of breakfast lasagna, and I burp a lot, Whoa. and it is just fucking disgusting. It is disgusting. <laughs> um, so, right, that's when they first find uh, Huma's sister, who they keep calling Holly Bobson. But uh, when Pete and Huma first go to that cafeteria, or the diner, uh, to talk about her sister and talk about that cicada stone. She mentions Dr. Hellstrom, which I don't know if that was supposed to be like some kind of nod to like Damien Hellstrom. I mean, it's gotta be, it's the same last name, which is a very uncommon last name, right? I think it would be. Yeah. 
So that was cool, if it was. Yeah, very cool. At the very end here, Holly Bobson, like, all right, so the ending of this just confused the fuck out of me. I had no idea oh, yeah. what the hell was happening here. But um, it's something where, like, all the Nazis are working to, like, unlock the, uh, the Crystal of Sidorak, which is what gives Juggernaut his power, and it runs on, like, chaos magic, and, like, they all kept acting as if, like, the Sidorak Crystal would just grant you whatever wish you, like, thought of, which is not how it works at fucking goddamn all, not even, like, borderline close in the ballpark to how it works, but sure, that's how this works in this Nazi book, but they all keep acting like that's how it works. And so, like, at the very end of this, like, there's this big confusing thing where, like, Spider-Man's, like, thinks he's dead and he's dreaming about, like, eating in a restaurant with Uncle Ben. And then, like, he sees the dead girl and, like, she's, like, giving him (laughs) advice and she gives him, like, a Spider-Man, a spider totem from, like, the Web Warriors bullshit awful books. And, like, it's just so confusing. And then, like, magically he just reappears at the Felicia Cat, uh, Black Cat's bar at the very beginning. But, like, during that whole nonsensical sequence at the end, Holly says this quote because she was, like, a a waitress at this diner where Peter would always go to, like, work on his uh, mysteries and try to solve them. She goes, I hope you're not waiting for that egg salad to hatch, which is the most fucking retarded, dumbest fucking line I've ever heard. It's egg salad. You make egg salad by cracking eggs. Obviously, they're never going to hatch. You can't make an egg salad sandwich without cracking the egg, so therefore you're negating the chance that it could ever hatch. The fuck dumbass line is this? And it's like the line that she always uses to Pete. That line there pissed me off. It's fucking stupid. It is pretty stupid. I also like how when when they open the gates of hell, that that means that all of uh, Spider-Man's enemies are there. Like, so we saw old timey versions of all the, you know, like, I guess, like Sinister Six, I guess. Well, the only one I could really make out was like Morbius. Well, Sandman, obviously he's wearing like, well, yeah, yeah. Sandman, Sandman looks there. just exactly the same. There, but like the other ones were just like weird little like demon animal creatures. Like I couldn't tell if it was supposed there. to be the Green Goblin or if it was like Lizard, maybe yep, I couldn't tell who the fuck that one was. One was the Green Goblin. One was the Vulture. What, then we had Sandman, I guess Morbius, I, I think that's the one I missed. Fuck, and then I can't remember who else there was. But it, it's, it's old-timey versions of them. I think they like say their names some at one point. They're all like, oh yeah, hand them over to the Vulture. I'm gonna, I'm the Vulture. I'm gonna beat them up. It's like some stupid, like, shoehorned way of them saying their own name. But But what's weird is that all of Spider-Man's enemies are dead. So like, did Spider-Man, does, does Spider-Man Noir just kill his enemies? Is that... What's going yeah, on with he him? He uses guns. Oh, okay. So he just he just murders them. Okay, that's cool. He has I like that remorse. then. Good. I like that part. Oh, what he does have though is motion sickness. So they're flying around like this is like a globe trotting adventure. <laughs> and for some reason, Spider Man gets motion sickness and it makes no fucking sense. Because you're swinging around on webs. That's gotta be way more uh, motion sickness inducing than even the really bumpy plane ride. Like, that's crazy. How how does he how does he have that? He should not definitely not be a motion sick person. Yeah, he looks so fucking stupid too. I I just hated Spider Man Noir. He's so dumb looking when he's just like hanging out, wearing his like glasses with his noir costume. Like, you know, Electro had noir. goggles as well. Like, why why does everyone like goggles so much in Spider Man Noir? 
Well, I mean, like, when he goes to dinner with MJ and Aunt May, like, he's in the Spider-Man mm-hmm. costume, but he just takes his mask off and puts on, like, reading glasses, and he looks so fucking stupid. Yeah. That is weird, though. Like, do people know he's Spider-Man or not? Because, I mean, MJ and well, like Aunt at the May very end, do. Jonah talks shit about Spider-Man. Yeah. But, like, he... At the very beginning, he walks with him when he's still in his Spider-Man costume. He just removes the mask. He still has the goggles around his neck. Like, yeah, yeah. I think it's clear as day that Peter Parker is Spider-Man Noir. I don't <laughs> think he hides it. He just pulls the mask down, like, uh, around his chin. Because he, like he was diaper. not protecting his identity at all in this. So, no. yeah, I don't think it's a, a secret. <laughs> right. No, yeah, it's... It didn't seem like it was, but then, like, it just wasn't clear that if everyone knows that or not. Because even, they even show up to uh, Aunt May's house to, like, try to jump him at one point. Electro oh, yeah. and, like, his goons. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, they must know that he's Spider-Man. That's all the notes I add. How about you? Yeah, that was it. All right. I wouldn't really recommend it. It was pretty stupid and i don't know if you like eggs i guess you can look at some eggs i get there's throwing up in this too because spider-man got motion sickness so he did throw up at least once so if you're into that you can check that out all right yeah, let's hear some reviews it wasn't nearly as hot as the chew grotesque no like oh no doesn't even doesn't hold the candle yeah Mm-mm. i don't think anything ever will she I know, was the two I know a couple one websites cup of comic books. I can think of a couple websites at all. Oh, okay. All right, let's hear some reviews. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! So these are from Comic Book Roundup. So this is a scale of 1 to 10. There was no reviews on Amazon. All right, uh, the first one is 4.0. I won't miss this. The art was always pretty good, though. Next one, 5.5. This was kind of boring. I like the art, but the writing is really bland. All right. And then the last one is 5.5 as well. The art, as always, was good, but this series started off pretty good, but did not end well. Way too cliche and unoriginal. It's a shame because I love the character. So everyone complimented the art, even if they didn't like the book. So if you like art, I guess you can check this book out. Yeah. I don't know. Speaking of uh, Marvel superheroes, let's move on to our next segment. Fuck! These comic book shows! Alright, this was Hulk and the Agents of Smash, episode 10. Wendigo Apocalypse was the episode title. What do you think of this show? I like it. It's okay. I mean, it's not the worst cartoon I've ever seen. It's not great, but, I mean, if I was a kid, I think it would be awesome. Like, that's what I was thinking it would be, but I would, I think that I would think this was lame if I was a kid because, like, you, you like, you have the Hulk who's like cool. He's like a big, angry, you know, green dude who just bashes everything uncontrollably. But in this one, it's just the Hulk, like, being really, um, I don't like, I don't like how he has all this morality. He's like, oh, no, we can't smash that because that would be wrong. It's like, well, it's called the Agents of Smash. It's like right in the title, and we're not, we're not smashing enough. He, he like took everything fun away from the Hulk no, by giving him like he didn't want to smash control. his teammates and kill them. Is the one thing he didn't want to smash. 
I don't care. He didn't smash. He didn't want to smash anyone though. Like even the other Wendigos, like yeah, they're people or whatever. But like, come on. Like why? Why does he know that? How do you know? Smash, smash him. I want to see more smashing. And his teammates were all very annoying too. I I, I didn't find any of them endearing, uh, except for the gray one, um, Scar. I guess Scar? he was cool because he wasn't as huge asshole. Yeah, he was all right. But the rest of them, like She Hulk, was kind of. Uh, she didn't really do anything, and A bomb was was super annoying. I forgot. I forgot about the uh, Seth Green was uh, A bomb, and then I also forgot Clancy oh, Brown, Ohio's own right. Clancy Brown from Shawshank Redemption and Carnival. He's Red Hulk. Oh shit! Really? Okay. Damn, all star voice acting. Yeah, it is. Oh man, Seth Green. That, I I knew I recognized that voice. All right, that's what it was. I guess I could have looked it up. Yeah, I forgot. Like, I forgot that, like, A-Bomb wanted to do this, like, sort of like an old, like, MTV, like, real world type of thing where, like, they do this, like, reality show. And that's yeah, what the little ball camera was that kept following them around. But then they all have those little, like, one-off interview things. Yeah. I forgot all yeah. about that shit. I didn't like that. Um, we did have Wolverine in this episode, so that was nice. Uh, Wolverine is like way cooler than Hulk in this. He's just like, yeah, fuck these people, Hulk, right? And then Hulk's like, oh no, Wolverine, you have to, you should not say that about people. It's like <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm on Wolverine's side about this. Like, fuck you, Hulk, you're fucking fucking flatliner. Yeah, I, I never thought I'd see the day where I agreed with Wolverine. <laughs> right? I mean, how could you not agree with him though? He's he's right about this. Hulk, you need to stop being so boring. Wrist blasters? You're using wrist blasters? What the fuck is this, Hulk? Just jump around and bash things. That's all. I, it's very simple. That's all I want. I don't, I don't want you well, to have I mean, technology facing, on your wrist. Well, no, because you're facing the Wendigo. Wendigo. You can't risk it scratching you or biting you because then you turn in, into one. So you and then that's another thing, away. too. It's like, why, is the Hulk's, why are all these Hulk's skin so penetrable by these Wendigo claws? Are they like magic things or something the hulk doesn't have any kind of like protective layer of skin he's not made of rock or anything it's just green skin it's muscly but i, I assume skin, it's, but it's tough just skin, skin. Tough. very muscly abom's the one that i think has like a shell everyone else is just skin that shell didn't do shit either no he's the first one to get changed but hulks are just regular people skin they're not special you can scratch that. I thought thought there was like a gamma. Oh, all right, just seemed too easy. Oh, and uh, so they had to fight the uh, the king, the king Wendingo, and uh, how they beat him. You know, it's it's a real tough battle because he's warping around and stuff. But all they had to do was do the fastball special move where Hulk throws Wolverine at his uh, chest crystal, and that was it. Like that's it's all right. It's a good plan. I said baseball saved the day. So Wendigo has never before had the ability to speak. He has never before had this teleportation like ghost power. And he has never before yeah. had some power magic crystal necklace that gave him the power. This was all like the dumbest version of Wendigo imaginable. All like thrown into this one episode to just make it like fucking stupid as hell. Wendigo is an awesome fucking character normally. Like, he scratches you or bites you and really? then turns you into one. It's fucking cool. It's like a vampire. 
Or a it's zombie. It's like the strain. Yeah. Yeah. The strain. Yeah. It's like that. Only with a giant, like, abominable snowman. But this shit was dumb. The strain. This. Yeah, it was dumb. Yeah, the strain was better, though, because it was like little cum worms that go into your bloodstream. Yeah, I, I wish the Wendigo just like shot loads and spider spider webbed them Come at worms. people, and that's what changed them. <laughs> Don't touch his jizz. He'll turn into him. <laughs> that would make sense, because you're like birthing more Wendigo. So like, this whole thing starts when uh, Wolverine is turning into a Wendigo, because apparently he got bit or scratched at some point in time off screen. But he's turning into one and he just like jumps out of nowhere and attacks the Hulk's like helicopter as they're heading off to their vacation. And then like they crash and Hulk's like, oh, I'm going to kick your ass, Wolverine. You're always messing with my good times. And then like Wolverine, I guess his healing factor just kicks in and it magically cures him of the bite. Like it was so confusing and nonsensical and like, like they're trying to set up the rules of this episode where they're like, hey, don't get scratched or bit because then you'll turn into one but ignore the fact that Wolverine was one and then just stopped being one for no reason. Like, it <laughs> yeah. made no sense. Like, they never once even tried to say, like, oh, he has, like, a mutant healing factor. That must have done it. Like, they never, like, pointed that out at all. He's just like, oh, yeah, I feel better now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm cured. Oh, snap out of it. Like, all right, and then, cool. And what then, do we do like, now? Hulk somehow fights his Wendigo curse by just, like, standing up for himself and like believing in his friends which I don't that was just the dumbest well, no, fucking thing he, ever but I think I think apparently the Hulk is always uh he's he's always fighting the beast within you know he does he's trying to trying to not smash things he's trying to be boring as fuck and give Wolverine like fucking sermons about how to live his life so so yeah I think that's why I, I could see that it's like oh yeah he can resist the beast at Make, the very that, end, that part though, made sense. At the very end, though, we did get the Wendell Hulk. Oh, yeah. Very cool. It was great. I mean, definitely watch the show for that. Every animated series always pits Wolverine and the Hulk and Wendigo together in Canada. It always happens that it's a showdown between these three. Like, Wolverine really? and the X Men has an episode which is basically the same thing where the two of them have to team up to take out the Wendigos. And then the uh, old, like, 90s, uh, the 90s uh, Hulk cartoon. I don't know if Wolverine makes a cameo in that one or not. I think it's just Hulk that fights him. But I don't know why it's always these two. I know, like, Wendigo is originally a Hulk villain in the comics. And so that would explain, like, why Hulk is always involved. But, man, they always just throw in, like, Wolverine to join him for some reason. Well, Wolverine. What's not to love? Yeah, he's the best there is. Yeah, bub. All right, I don't, uh, but overall, I don't recommend this show. I think it sounds like the the title makes it sound way better than it is because it's taking itself way too seriously. And I, you know, I just wanted something where we see Hulk like be a big dumb green guy and try and be like a leader, but as a big dumb green guy, you know, maybe maybe have like one like straight man in there, like who's not a Hulk being like, oh, these fucking Hulk, they're going to be, they're driving me fucking crazy. You know, like have, have something like that. Who's some, some guy who's a straight man trying to rein all these Hulks in. It's like, what am I, what am I going to do with all these fucking Hulks? They're just, they're out of control. I, I, that's what I wanted, but no, then none of that. It was just like, 
yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I want, I want to see more Hulk stuff. There was not nearly enough Hulk stuff. Rick Jones is the one who's reciting like all these uh, tropes from war movies to everyone. And then he's the first one to get scratched. And then he's like still quoting all these like tropes as he fails to like mention like, oh yeah, I got the zombie bite. I'm going to be turned here in a minute. And instead of like admitting that and just like staying back to fight the Wendigo so that they can escape, he uh, scurries into the little, uh, what is it, like a ski lift thing. And then he turns while he's in there with them instead of like revealing that he's infected. What a complete yeah, asshole. What an asshole. Seriously. Now we know what the A stands for an A bomb. Yeah, asshole bomb. Asshole. That's right. Whoa. And then why do the main characters always retain their like personalized characteristics and clothing even after they're bitten and becoming just like more of the uh like Wendigo mindless army? Like no no other like human character was like who was bitten kept their characteristics or their clothing scheme. But like Wolverine, he's completely Wolverine, except like he starts like his sideburns start turning into the Wendigo face. Yeah. And then uh Red Hulk, he's still wearing like the same clothing and he's a red Wendigo. Same with like A Bomb, he's a blue Wendigo, and She Hulk is a hairy green Wendigo. Still wearing like the same singlet and everything. Why is it only main characters get that? Um, I don't know. That's the that's dumbest. The only ones we care that's about. That's the dumbest superhero cartoon trope ever. I hate yeah. that. There's nobody. He's probably wearing a baseball hat. And that would have been cool. We should have seen that. Yeah, an Indian's hat and a beard. Wendigo. Fuck yeah. That would have been <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Hitler mustache Wendigo. It's like, oh man, this guy. All right. Well, anything else about the show? That's all I have. Yeah, you insulted uh, them by calling them Fang Face. That was cool. That was edgy. Hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How's Assassin's Creed going? Oh, good. Okay. I thought, I thought you're, you still had more notes. All right. Um, Nothing can follow fine. Fang Face. No, no. I guess that's it. All right. So Hulk and Agents of Smash. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'll watch another episode of it again. Until um, next week. But yeah, Assassin's... Yeah. Well, yeah. But Assassin's Creed is uh, alright. I've been playing it some more. I started uh, looking for Excalibur because you were telling me, oh yeah, you should do the side quests, and then I found it to be boring as fuck, so I stopped doing it. And so I'm just playing through the story. Those ones are super quick, though. All you have to do is just run through these little cave puzzles, and you just collect the little tablets. Yeah, but you gotta, like... Find the cave though, which I'm, I'm not. I'm I mean, not down. Go with on that. any YouTube video; they're everywhere. Yeah, I did, but it's even still. It's like oh, I got eleven of these fucking things. I'm not trying to do that. Well, then just go and get Odin's staff. That's the only one that you don't need anything special to do. You just have to have four adrenaline yeah, boosts. Oh yeah, I'm still working on that though. Really, you don't have your My skill how tree. Far is your skill tree? Like, I don't guess not that far. I don't know. I'm like at level 100. Like the adrenaline boosts were the first things I did because those are like your special ability powers and you can do more of them in a fight if you have them, more of them filled out. Oh, I, I mean, I didn't really have a plan when I started doing my skill tree. I mean, you can always reset it and redo it at oh, any really? point in time. Oh. Yeah. 
Like okay. I went through and I just Maybe did like whatever the big like the big circle little special power one was. I would get that and everything, every single thing. So I have every single like special power thing, and now I'm just going through and finding all of the like way of the bear, way of the raven, way of the uh, whatever the other wolf thing is, and just getting those because those have like all those little attribute boosts to each category. Hmm. I'm at like I forget what it was. I want to say it was uh. 249 now I think I am oh damn yeah I'm not even close to that yeah just I, I got to the part where um you have to fight your uh your viking buddy after he does the blood eagle to the king and after he murdered that like little twink son king oh uh Ragnar's son yeah, yeah, I had to fight him. I, I, that's that's what I just finished up. It was fun. I'm kind of glad that like that character's not there anymore. It's just like, man, just quit fucking around. You're, you're just like constantly like you just can't control yourself. Can we just get through this mission? Can, let's just get through this so I don't have to do all this bullshit. It's like just let us talk to the fucking king, please. But yeah, hopefully I'm almost done with it. Move on to the next thing. You are not almost done with the game. Oh no! Did I think you, you have yet? to get. I think you have to get every single region on the map. Yeah, the I have like ends. three more. No, no, they keep adding more. They're, you're you're quite a ways away. What do you mean? I'm at the England's point now where so every big. single region is unlocked, and I can cl- pledge to any of them at any point in time. But like, yeah. I can't progress in like the main story mode until I think I've like pledged either to a specific number of them still, or else all of them. Yeah, that's what I'm working on. But I'm saying, like, it expands. There's, like, 11 or 12 of them in total, I think. Plus, like, there's an island that you can also go to to find the guy who you fought at the very start of the game. You have to kill him at some point in time, too. It's you there's still the a long way for you, is what I'm saying. Oh, all right. God damn it. How long is this supposed to take? 80 wait, hours to 100 hours? I don't know. Yeah, there's like... Wait, there's there's like a website for that. Hold on, let me find it. That How Long to Beat. Wait, is this how website just beat. called howlongtobeat.com? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Howlongtobeat.com. <laughs> awesome. Oh, wait, hold on. Shit, there's a Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, main story, 52 hours. God damn it. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I don't have time for all this Excalibur shit, for sure. Damn, dude, that's a lot of hours to beat. Yeah, but you'll stop getting your ass kicked at every single battle. I guess I gotta stop doing that. Oh, wow. Um, Cyberpunk, main story, how long to beat? 21 hours. <laughs> that's a lot shorter than Assassin's Creed. Yeah, you should get that I gotta instead. move on to that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> dude, please. Oh, main if story you get that of game, Spider-Man, please play Miles it all the way Morales. through. Dude, Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, seven and a half hours to beat main story. And then um, Completionist, 17 hours. Goddamn. I guess that's a pretty short game. Gotta get that one. Damn. I'm done reading this now. I'm still waiting on uh, Tony Hawk. I have no idea what the fuck's going on with uh, Gamefly. Oh, man. They've been taking like seven weeks just to get me games, and it's pissing me off now. I'm really annoyed by it. Fuck. No, I'm going to get annoyed because I, I need to, well, I may as well send back 
Hyrule Warriors now. I beat that one. I was I think I'm done with it. I think I'm bored. I don't want to do more stuff. Get that cyberpunk. When you get yeah. that, please play it all the way through to the end. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I played it for the dick really edit in like damn... the first chapter and then I got rid of it. Then waited seven weeks for a new game. And I'm still waiting right now for Tony Hawk to arrive. Fuck. Well, maybe it'll arrive by next week. Speaking of next week, what do you want to read for next week? Why didn't you play the air horn on that seamless transition? Because it wasn't right directly in front of me. Oh, that was a good one. Next week, you can pirate the first two episodes of WandaVision and we'll watch that. Because that comes oh, out yeah, next week. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, WandaVision, new show. Disney Plus. You can get it at piratebay.com. Yeah. ESPN Plus. All right. Disney Plus or whatever That's the right. fuck. Yeah. Um, so, my, my last pick is going to be a tie-in to this pick. And then next week, it's going to be a culmination of my three picks. This okay. one is called Outer Darkness. We'll go Volume 1, Each Other's Throats. Okay. And then what, is there a crossover next week? Yes. Cool. <laughs> it's made, one of the guys who made this is one of the guys who made Chew, so... Okay, and there's a gotcha. crossover of Outer Darkness and Chew, so check that out next. All right, cool. I'm going to go with uh, Bomb Queen Trump Card, Volume 8 Collected. You love Trump. I do? Wait. Well, you know, I figured this would be topical. I, I apologize in advance, I guess, because it's probably going to be boring as fuck. Cool. So follow me on the internet, Donnie Um. At the Steed the God. Follow us at Giraffes HBT Pod on H or on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, go to SoundCloud.com slash DJ Von Mir and Patreon.com slash Giraffes Have Black Tongues. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Mets or Padres next year? Who's your NL favorite? Uh, Padres. I, I'm leaning more towards them as well. All right, good. That's a wise choice because that's what I'm leaning toward. Yeah, and you're the expert, so I am the Glad expert. I'm on the right bandwagon. Lots of sports going on. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sports expert. I'm shocked they haven't invited you on their show yet. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm the perfect guest for any sports show. Yeah. <laughs>